Good morning. Good Erev Shabbos. Good Friday morning to everyone. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Naomi Nachman. Um, for those of you who don't know me, uh, I am a personal chef um, and I'm about all the food all the time. Um, I love to shop for it. I love to cook for it. Anything food related, I am your gal. Um, I hope you'll tune in every week to hear my show on, on uh, Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, we're going to be sharing recipes, I- recipe ideas, kosher traveling, um, lots of food adventures, um, and just, you know, I'd like to hear about your experience as well. Um, so you can uh, be in touch with me because, you know, if you've got a great recipe or something to share, please, at Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. Um, so, you know, feel free to drop me a line, follow me on Facebook. Um, our show is sponsored this month by Gourmet Glut. We're going to have some breaking news about Gourmet Glut in just a couple of moments. Um, I'm joined in the studio today by a Executive Assistant Avrami. Hi, Avrami. How you doing? Good. How are you? We had some very exciting news that we can share with everyone last night. Well, yeah, thank God. Uh, things uh, seem to be really exciting going on here at the Nakam Center. I know, right? I know. It's such a great place to be involved with and a great um, working group, and, and, uh, and I love doing what I do. Um, I've actually got on the phone with me um, a colleague, a fellow DJ. Um, he was on last week, and he was all primed and ready and talking about his Fabulous um, stunt idea that he was going to put off uh, this coming uh, Thursday night. We were talking about last Friday for this coming, which was last night, um, about doing a, a kosher version of Chopped, you know, that cooking competition that they've got. So I've got on the air the actual winner and organiser of this amazing, amazing event that we had on the Nachum Siegel Network, and it was at CKCA. So it was really fabulous. Everyone, please welcome the winner of last night's men's culinary cook-off, Daniel Gordon. Hey, Naomi. Are you still gloating? I am still gloating. You know, <laughs> I will tell you that last night I was driving home from uh, from the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts um, in Flatbush to Riverdale with uh, my fellow competitor, Ellie Hagler, and uh, the the pride... The nachas that I, I felt for myself, which is very rare to <laughs> feel that. He's not cocky, people. He's really not cocky. He's no, it was just, it was a very hard-fought battle. And Ellie Hagler, who I beat by three-quarters of a point, by the way, yeah. um, was driving, and he was calling everybody saying I came in second place um, and telling them that I won. So hearing some of their reactions like, oh, you let that guy win, whatever, well, we'll leave that aside. But it was really a lot of fun, and, uh, and I want to thank you um, for judging and for... Uh, for scoring fairly and uh, and for allowing me to uh, have the opportunity to cook for you. It was really great. It was a great night. You know, we I walked in there and, and um, Chef uh, Avram Weissman had a nice uh, frozen mojito waiting for me. It was great. It was a bit hot and sticky night. So that was uh, last night, right? It was it was uh, very nice to, I guess it's this time of the year, to come in and someone hand you a nice frozen drink. So that was really yum. And a beef slider. And a, a beef, beef slider, slider yeah. Never go wrong with a slider. I'm actually going to talk a bit more about sliders towards the end of the show. Um, and we sat down, and me and the other judges, who were uh, Schiffer Klein and, of course, Nachum Siegel, our fearless uh, leader, and um, Jesse Blonder from, from, from... He's the dean, of right, of CKCA? Yeah, the director. The executive he's the director there. So, um, yeah, and then... Tell us about the uh, other ju- other competitors. So the other competitors, it was myself. It was Ellie Hagler who hosts the uh, Jewish Reaction uh, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It was uh, a fellow stunt show host of mine, 
um, Mark Zomick, and then Matis Weingast, too, in addition to all the other things he does, um, hosts um, the Sunday morning show. And uh, it was really a great competition. Uh, the way it worked was we got a mystery basket with some ingredients, and we had 35 minutes uh, to cook them. So it really went, uh, time flew by. Right, and, and let's just talk about some of the mystery ingredients, because there was something in there that I had never seen before. That, yeah, so the ingredients, I'll probably leave that one for last, because okay. I assume I know what you're referring to. Yeah. We had a fluke was the main ingredient. Right, that was the main ingredient. wasn't a fluke that I won. Um, and then we had soup croutons or soup mandel, those little yellow pillows that people put in their soup. We had mango. We had couscous, which uh, maybe maybe uh, one day it would be a good thing to give a lesson on teaching couscous. Yeah, you know what? You four needed a couscous lesson. And I'm not a big grain person, as everybody knows. I don't eat rice, but I do eat couscous. None of you got that right. Sorry, guys. Listen, we can't be perfect. I know. It's very pre- – I made I made couscous for dinner the other night. You literally have to sit on top of it, and you can't make anything else at the same time. And it's a high-pressure, you know, competition that you guys were in. This is true. And then we also had a canned artichoke bottom. Mm, love artichokes. Which, which was good, although fresh is always better, as mm. we discussed uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And chive blossom. Right. That was something I had never seen before. But it tasted exactly like chive, Right. Uh, to be honest. That was the first thing I did was cut off a piece and eat it. Yeah, that's what I did also once you guys started. I actually ate a piece. It's very um, oniony. Yes. It's the cousin of an onion. But I will say that, you know, Ellie and I actually both did something similar. Um, The the event was sponsored by Manischewitz, by the way, so we did get unlimited vegetable broth. Um, And if people watch the archive, uh, you'll see that I actually drank some vegetable broth straight out of the can in celebration. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we saw that. That was great. It it actually was not bad. It was actually delicious. I was worried you'd pour it over your head like the Super Bowl. I was going to do that, but Ellie told me I couldn't go in his car afterwards if I did that. (laughs) Um, So the chive blossom, what was interesting about it was that I tried to infuse my water that I was going to cook my uh, couscous, and so did Ellie. But because of the time constraint... Plus, the chive blossom, actually, it, it didn't really give off such a, you know, yeah, strong... It, 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 was, it was surprising, so we actually... The, it didn't get infused, right, which was right. surprising. I know Ellie was trying to do that also. I'm not Right, Ellie was trying to do that with one of his uh, poaching liquids or something. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, it, it was definitely... I think it's, more, you know, more of a garnish. So if you do see um, a ch- chive blossom, was it called? Scallion chive blossom, yeah. Chive blossom. It's definitely, you know, very pretty, and it was used... All four of you used it very nicely as a, as a decorative, you know, uh, garnish on top. But so I would say, you know, to go on the uh, Siegel, uh, um, all you know, and on the Facebook page you'll see pictures, you'll see the winning dish, um, as well as some other dishes and some of the fun photos from the, uh, from the event. It's, it's amazing. You know, I think I might have to sign up Svi Nachman, my husband, for um, cooking classes because he doesn't even know how to make a cup of tea uh, because I've spoiled him too much. Um, but you guys, I was so impressed with everybody's cooking skills, Matis and Mark and Ellie and you. I, the way Ellie could cut up an onion, I was like, oh, my God, I could not do that. He was just chopping it up like he was, uh, you know, uh, emerald. Yes, it certainly was. Uh, very, and i got to tell you, I usually don't get nervous, although some people say that the reason that I uh, have all this overconfidence, some people say overconfidence, I say. You know. Um I was so nervous. I was trying to cut the mango. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. I saw and my that, yeah. hand was shaking yeah, yeah, yeah. that I couldn't hold it. So yeah, it was I, a... I, I find it's easy if you peel the mango with a peeler. Yeah, we couldn't find the peeler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. But it was it was a great show. It was a great night. You guys were amazing. Each one of you made delicious dishes. Clearly, you were the winner. 
you know, you, yours was just, I guess, that much better than everyone else's, but it was really fabulous and it was so much fun to be a part of. And we may have to have a women's challenge. Definitely. And I actually want to be uh, either a judge or a competitor in the women's yeah. challenge. I would love that. Okay. So we're going to probably try to pull that off on a, on a table for two stunt. That would be great. And I just <laughs> want to thank you again and all the judges, Shifra and Jesse and Nachum, obviously, and everybody who came out. It was a lot of fun. And to uh, the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts, I encourage everybody to go there, take some classes. I do some things there to Manischewitz and then, uh. Oh, yeah, big I, shout out. Thank you, Manischewitz. And I haven't used it yet, but to, uh, to Jay Soho down in Soho right, for, uh, right. providing the gift. We really, he, you know, he just wanted bragging rights, but you know, the, the, the gift certificate was, uh. $150. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Very so nice. I want to thank them also and I thank them in advance for the food. You'll have to let us know what you get. I will, I, you know, we, after we had the tasting, I cannot tell you how excited I am to go, so I will definitely let you know. Yeah, that was a that was a nice evening. The Nachum Siegel crew all got together, um, and we all had a tasting at uh, Jay Soho. So that was incredible. And just a little Kedemoin. And just a little, yes. Jay Booksbaum plied, plied us with alcohol on that. <laughs> Lucky no one was on the air. Exactly. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming up. We, you know... Please tune in. If people missed the show last night and they, they're hearing about it now Friday morning, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot to tune in or I didn't know about it, can they watch it, you know? They again? can watch and listen. Either one. We have video and audio at NahumSiegel.com. Right. Video. Video. That was huge. I forgot. We didn't say that. That it wasn't only where you could hear this fabulous competition, you could watch the fabulous that competition. That is true. So, no. you know, eating is all about seeing as well so if i can just give you one recommendation before sure. i go absolutely maybe we should do your stunt in australia okay that would be great that would be actually awesome. they have something in australia it's very unique it's called our big kitchen and it's a communal kitchen under a hechsha there is a mashkiach that watches over the kitchen and any caterer that needs a facility to cook from or like a personal chef that needs to be under a hechsha you can rent space from them they do challah classes they run kosher soup kitchens from there it's really amazing. So maybe we could kind of convince Nachum to do that. <laughs> I will certainly sacrifice and go to Australia if need be. Okay. You don't mind sitting on that plane for 24 hours? As long as I'm with you. <laughs> no, we sleep the whole plane ride. We have to take drugs to get through that flight. Listen, whatever it takes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a great Shabbos. Thank you. You too. All right. And Mazel Tov on your big, big win. Thank you again. Okay, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Gourmet Glut, the kosher shopping experience. And let me tell you, it is a great experience to shop there. I'm there just about every other day. So, um, you know, I, I recommend if you're looking for a sh- supermarket at, when you're coming in from out of New York and you need to load up on stuff, Gourmet Glut, destination kosher shopping experience. And I'm talking about, you know, Gourmet Glut right now with one of my favorite celebrities from Gourmet Glut. Okay, so his name is Mendy Hertz. Am I saying it right? Hertz. Hertz. With a, with a Z? Z? With a Z at the end, with no a Z, T. With a Z at the end. His dad's Australian. So so Mendy is one of my favorite um, personalities in uh, Gourmet Glut. Um, I've been, you know, shopping there for a very, very long time, and, and he's been there for probably not as long as I've been there. Um I've been living in the five towns, but you know, whenever I need something, I walk into the store, I look up. Why do I look up? Because Mendy's about seven feet tall. I know it's, it's like me with my voice. People know me from my voice. They know you for your height. Mendy, Mendy I think is taller than Nahum Siegel. We'll have to have a competition. Um, so I look up and I look across the aisles and I see Mendy's, the top of Mendy's head and I go, oh, 
that's where I know he is. And I make my way over there. And Mandy always helps me shop and get me what I need. And, you know, he's fabulous. And I convinced him on a Friday morning and and his bosses, if I could please steal him for a show today because, you know, Gourmet Glut's my sponsors and, I you know, a heartfelt thanks to them. But, you know, just because I love shopping there that I really wanted to bring you in. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. It's <laughs> nice to see you in your work. Yeah, right. It's usually the other way around. Right, yeah. I see Menti and nice Glatt. Now he's coming to, he's in at the Nachum Siegel studio on the Lower East Side. Yeah, it's nice coming down here. Nice getting away. Yeah, I see the city in the daylight. I <laughs> never get a chance really, but it's uh, quite nice here. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really wonderful community. So, Menti, talk to me about your job in Glatt because you really have a few different jobs. And I know when I need something done in terms of like deliveries and stuff, you are the head of that department, I believe, right? Correct. I mean, most of us multitask in Gourmet Glot. We each have pretty much job titles, but uh, I've always been a foodie, so aside from doing the uh, orders and deliveries, I always uh, like to stick my nose and see other things what goes on. Right. M- Mendy has come over to me a few times, try this spice, and he's put together this amazing spice combination for the meat department, even though he's not one of the butchers. He's, he, I think you have definitely a specialty in meats, right? Well, uh my brother-in-law's luck, who runs the order department, Rabbi Beryl. Yay, Rabbi Beryl, follow uh, We happen to be related, so uh, he got me on board to start to have a look at our a prepared meats display. So uh, it's a actually a unique thing I, I don't see in most uh, groceries or most supermarkets, whereas a lot of – where I'm, I live in Brooklyn, where a lot of supermarkets have about 20 feet, 15 feet worth of meat space, we have that just in preseason goods. Right, you do. And uh, Baruch Hashem, it's a big market. People have big families, and uh, people work. They don't have time to always make dinners. So uh, I try to focus on uh, my spare, quote-unquote, time to uh, enhance that uh, part of the business and that part of the meat department. Right, and and, and I'm going to make a little bit of a tie now. Do you remember before I said I had some breaking news to share with everybody about Gomeglat? Um, so I was actually in Gourmet Glut yesterday for three hours. Um, I quite often can go there just shop and schmooze with people, but I was in there with a meeting with all the, the big wigs of Gourmet Glut because we're going to do a show next week, table for two, inside of Gourmet Glut. So I am really excited about this, and we're going to have a cooking demo. Menti and I are going to do a live cooking demo. We're going to be in the store, not on the lorry side taping, which I'm actually very happy about that. Not a far commute for us. So please, next Friday from 9 to 10.30, it's a super-sized show of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network in Gourmet Glut. And Mendy and I are going to be doing a uh, meat cooking demo. I'm going to be doing a fish recipes um, where you'll get recipe cards. You're going to hopefully get a bit of a tasting of some of the foods that we make. So we're really excited about that. Looking forward. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't get to see products, how they look, or even how to cook them. A lot of people, you know, you're not sure. So this you tune in and you'll be able to see a lot of stuff, tricks, how to make things simple, easy seasonings. Easy seasonings. And it should be a really nice time. Right. And and what with the beauty about this supersized gomeglut, um, table for two is it's going to be on the web just like Daniel Gordon's show last night was on the web you're going to be able to watch us live on your uh, computer from your iPhone I'm not sure about the iPhone computer 
Yeah, from your computer. So it's, it'll be like a webisode, right. a live webisode. Like, we'll kind of be like Rachel Ray or... You a know, webcast. A webcast. It's going to be really exciting from Gourmet Glut. So that's, you know, I thought like, you know, having Mendy in would be a great idea. We're going to prep together and talk about all the very exciting products. So I was talking, now I'm going to go back to my previous conversation um, that, uh, so I was at Gourmet Glut yesterday for a three-hour meeting and it was great. We're ironing out the kinks and coming up with ideas. I'm like, oh my God, it's three o'clock. What's for dinner? The kids sent me that text, right, that I always talk about what's for dinner at three o'clock. I don't know, I'm Mendy, every, I'm just telling Mendy that every every day at 3 o'clock, my daughter Eliana sends me a text, what's for dinner? So <laughs> it's like maybe they think I forget I have to feed them, but they really really know what they're going to be eating because my kids are really big foodies as well. So um, I got that text. I'm like, you know what? She was lucky she sent that to me because I really didn't think about what was for dinner. And as I left the back office where I met with um, the team, the Gomiglat team, I walked right past. I came out, made a right, walk right past. Some of the pre-marinated, pre-seasoned chicken, because I really just wanted to get home and not, you know, as quick as I am in the kitchen, I just, you know, it was late already and I had a lot of shopping to do and getting the kids ready for camp. And I threw some, I got the honey mustard chicken. Honey mustard chicken, yes. It was amazing. The kids loved it. And the, um, the, it was spicy and sweet. I, what, sweet and spicy chicken bottoms. Amazing. And they yes. get nice and golden brown. And I was like eating everybody's skin. My girls won't eat the chicken skin, but I love it. It was so <laughs> sweety and crispy and juicy. So basically I took, when I came home, I unpacked the, um, the two packages. I made, put them in each one separately in the number 13 pan because I don't want to mix the fabulous flavors up. Um, and I threw them in the oven. Convection cooked very fast on convection. Three, uh, 400 on convection went very fast. Within half an hour it was half cooked. Hour? Yeah. So. We write usually, it's, I think it's 400 for 45 minutes or yeah, so. Yes. I don't like covered chicken, so I try to give uh, the – we have instructions on all our items as well, so you don't even have to do any thinking. Right. Just pop it in a pan, listen to the instructions, you, you'll, you'll – 99.9% be okay with it. Right. And you've got, you've got, um, you even have like schnitzel prepared with funky seasoning. Well, breaded, breaded stuff, dry rub stuff, marinated stuff, meats, chickens. And, uh, there's a lot to choose from. I know, right? It's very hard to know. You know what I love? You have this big piece of meat in the counter. I think it's called a Chateaubriand. Yeah. It's about, okay, you can't see, but I'm, I'm holding my hands up. It's about three feet, two it's, feet. It's the entire rib. It's the, of a cow, the actual not my. Rib, eye of the rib. <laughs> it's massive, and it was like 120 bucks. So I thought it was, you know, a bit much. But this, <laughs> this Shabbos, actually, I'm going to be going up to camp shortly after this, so uh, won't be cooking now. Um, but yeah, it looked like a really nice piece of meat for, um, you know, for uh, Yonta for a special Shabbos occasion. Yep. They have they have the high end meats, and you have, you know, a, a family budget, family friendly um, pricing too, which is really nice. And you're not getting the garbage meats. When I say family friendly budget. I'm not taking. I'm not saying that you know, Gourmet Glut just doesn't give you the the cheap cuts. They give you the best cuts, and they just want to give it to you at a really good price. Correct. Okay, talk to me about chocolate meats. Chocolate meats. Uh, there's boneless. There's with a bone. I mean, a lot of people like to use flank and stew meats. Uh, there's one piece of meat a lot of people don't know about. Okay, it's not great. Not a common piece of meat for chocolate, but cheek meat, which we uh, always stock, is very popular in the chocolate. Most items that are muscles, most muscles in the animal are a stew meat. They usually take a long time. You can't put them on the grill. And there's like people think you can put any sort of cut like, oh, it's a nice cut of meat. I'll put it on the grill. But certain cuts really don't work. Even if it's lean, it can go in the chalent. 
It can cook for a day, but mussels mainly are meant to be braised or slow cooked for an hour. So cheek meat is something that a lot of people don't know about. People only know flanken, like the same way people know from the home since they're younger, you know, brisket on Yom Tif, and they know flanken in your child on Shabbos. I have to say I use flanken. Um, in my cholent, but recently, you know, when hubby had a bit of high cholesterol, I actually put, you know, those um, smoked turkey bone legs. You know, the ones in the vacuum yes, pack? Yes, the errands. I put that, I put that, I take it out of the vacuum pack. You put dark meat turkey, just the, like turkey shawarma no bone. People put that in too. People put tw- sure. turkey shawarma no bone? I've chopped it. Well, I'm, I'm pretty the- much off of red meat. I'm avoiding red meat right now. Okay. But uh, I made cholent with uh, and carbs or low carbs. I put in sweet potatoes yeah. or uh, I put and, sweet tur- and tur- dark meat turkey like thighs, boneless and skinless, and that works fine. That's really interesting. It's a red. It's a really red meat, the turkey thighs. So it uh, it holds off. It holds off for a uh, pretty good time. You can cook it for about 24, 26 hours, and it comes out fine in the cholent. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank, uh, I love hearing like cooking tips, especially cholent. You know, I've had several conversations about cholents and meapsticks since I've been either on Miriam Wallach's show, uh, that's that's life, and. Uh, and now on table for two, you know, we talk about we talk about the different meats that we put in our cholent. So, um, yeah, so um, let's talk about roasts. You know, we sp- I, I talked spoke about the uh, very large Chateaubriand, but you know, what's the most popular roast that people buy there? A roast, I mean, one that I like to push. I mean, I'd love to push everybody to have a rib roast. Yeah, standing but it's rib not roast. For everybody. But bone in standing rib roast. <laughs> bone in. Yes. Oh, the best. And then eat the bones afterwards. Correct. Mm-mm. But uh, some people, you know, just to cover a budget, if you're having a lot of guests, you have to, you know, it's about a half a pound per person, so you're not going to get 10 pounds or 15 pounds of rib roast. Yeah, that's It can massive. run you a little. But uh, I try to push the chuck eye roast. We call a California roast. Mm. It's a chuck right. eye. It's usually in a net or they can tie it for you. It's right next to the rib. It's right past the rib after the 12th bone, I believe, starts the chuck, and that's a very, very tender piece of meat. You could actually make it. You can braise it, sl- uh, let it cool off, slice it, reheat it on Shabbos, or put it on your platter, or pop it in your oven Friday night till your timer goes off, and it comes out very, very soft. You can pretty much throw any sauce on it, braise it in that sauce, and it comes out fantastic. I've never messed up a chuck roast. It's a no-mess-up roast. Okay. A lot of people like to hear that. A lot of people like say to me, oh, my God, I don't know how to make roast, or what kind of meat should I buy? And, you know, right. I think a lot of the listeners will like to hear what's a no-mess-up. Right. That's that's a no-fail roast. Some people get a little intimidated because there's a little fat in it, but I try to explain to people that fat means flavor in meat. Yeah, you, you got to cook it with the fat. You can always trim it. Like if you ever go to a deli and they always have their brisket, it always comes out very, very soft, and it's always fantastic when you go to a deli. It's really soft, and it's very hard to repeat at home. It's because every chef cooks the briskets with the fat cap on, and then they trim it for you. So it looks intimidating at times when you go to a meat department and there's globs of fat on pieces of meat. We're not trying to grab that extra buck. We're just trying to give you the flavor. It's all the flavor in that meat. You can trim it off when it's done. Some of it will... Some of also render off when you're cooking it. Not beef, not as much as uh, chicken or poultry. Right, right. But fat will render off, and the rest you could just when you let it cool. If it's like a braised meat that you're not eating rare or medium rare, you just trim it before when it cools off. Slice it and uh, reheat it, and you you have half the fat and you have all the flavor there. I'm learning so much. Wow. <laughs> I, I always. I always tell people the fat the fattier the meat the more flavor. Sometimes it's uh, a little. A right. little much, but 
Lamb fat. is very fatty. Lamb is extremely fatty, but lamb does render. Lamb, like duck fat, will render on a pan. Right. Like, if you so, sear it, but those grill it. Listeners who are not big cooks or haven't, you know, aren't familiar with the word rendering, let's just tell them what rendering means. It's almost like reducing how you make uh, chicken fat. If you put fat in a uh, in a pan or a grill, you'll see it sizzle and melt. Right. So it's when you render meat, you're basically when you render the fat, it means cooking off the fat. That's right. So when I render duck breasts, I put it skin side down on a hot pan with a, no oil. On a cold pan. Always start. Always I, start duck cold. Always start duck cold. Sure, if you start it hot, it seals it in. Oh, you start a duck hot, it seals it I'm learning. I'm learning too. Always start it cold. And so duck, you, by the way, is a dark, dark duck breast is a dark meat. So you can't eat it pink. They'll get nervous if you ever right, go to a yes, restaurant. Right. Yes, absolutely. And you can stick in a thermometer. Um, I think it's 165 for duck. Yes. Um, for the internal cooking temperature right. for it not to be spoiled. So I should put my um duck breast with the skin on in a cold pan, turn on the heat, and then within minutes and no you oil. start seeing no, no, oil no, the no, no, nothing. Because within minutes you'll see right. the fat just pouring off, right. pouring off, pouring off. So last week when I did it, I poured off all this um, duck breast oil, uh, right. the duck fat. I, everyone's going to die when I tell and them what I did. You fried shallots in it. No, I fried, no, I fried some potato chips, Yukon oh, Gold fantastic. potatoes. So I made Yukon Gold potatoes, which is my favorite potatoes, in, um, in, um, in uh, duck fat, and then I sprinkled Himalayan pink salt crystals. I was going to say just sea salt, but Himalayan takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) I know everyone makes fun of when I say amazing, but it really was. Took French fries onto another level. So, you know, French Yukon gold potatoes, I peeled them. I made them look like French fries in uh, not julienne, but a nice uh, steak fry. Steak fry, and then I fry them up in the leftover uh, duck fat. And with the duck breast that I had... I sliced it. It was a tinge pink in the middle, but I knew it was 165 degrees because I do have one of those oven thermometers. And then I sliced it. And the next day, I served it with uh, on a bed of um, romaine lettuce. And then I took some salted cashews and then some sweetened nuts. So you got the sweet and the salty. Tangy, yeah. T- yeah. Nice combination with with a raspberry vinaigrette. That's. A, I was going to say some sort of balsamic. You or need raspberry. a balsamic vinaigrette, which was great. And then my balsamic vinaigrette is. I buy from Gourmet Glut, um, Garlic Expression Salad Dressing. The green bottle. The green bottle. It kind of looks like in a vinegar bottle, but it's a salad dressing and has a gold top cover. And then um, I um, then take about an 8 or 12-ounce jar of seedless raspberry jam. Okay, so I take my salad dressing. I run it through my food processor because it has chunks of garlic. Very chunky. Garlic garlic expressions. And then I take – so once that's all smooth, and then I add in that raspberry jam. It turns it into a raspberry vinaigrette. You could die. I have to. From. I have to try that at home now. It is amazing. Like run now to the store. Everyone, stop your cooking. Or pull over and turn around and go to your aisle one and aisle glot. nine and gourmet glot if you're going there. And and uh, well, you know it's nine o'clock. They may already be there listening already on their iPhones while they're walking through the store and they're probably looking for you. <laughs> Where's Mandy? Sorry, Naomi Nachman stole him today. Um, but yeah, so that that's one of my favorite things to do with um, duck breast. You know, it's really easy and it's a great salad dressing. You could definitely do the same thing with chicken breasts also. Correct. Regular chicken breasts. So we don't have to go that high end. I was able to, very lucky that someone had given them to me as a gift. So, you know, I, I, I had them and I said, what am I going to do with this? And it was really a great treat. But definitely you can throw in um, chicken cutlets or even um, leftover um, uh, deli. Even right. You can throw in deli chunks. Well, I, I do a lot with chicken cutlets just because it looks nice when you keep the skin on, take out the bones. Not a capon. 
you don't want it to open it up so you stuff it, but just a nice, just keep, or you can keep the one half of the drumette connected to the wing and you get a beautiful connected to the breast and you get, it looks like a duck breast, but it comes out beautiful, but it's just, you got it, you can't overcook it. Be delicate with these things. Uh, right. And, you know, like food food in general is food of love, and you have to watch over your oven and right. make sure Mendy and I, when we were walking up the stairs together, were talking about cooking with um, thermometers. thermometers. And I have one where I have a – I bought it from AHC Appliances out in Cedarhurst from Sandy Tau. And um, I bought this GE Cafe. That's the oven I have at home. It has a built-in um, probe. I stick one end into the meat, and I stick the other end into the oven. It has a special slot for the uh, other end of the uh, thermometer. And I I set it to go off at rare. But, you know, I set it even though, like, I can monitor it. and Even though it's gone off and the oven shuts off when it hits the 135 or 140 for medium rare, I still go and take it out. So, you know, you always have to watch your food. I can't tell you how many times even I've walked away from apple crumble in the in the uh, in the uh, oven right before Shabbos, I throw in an apple crumble and I walk away and and you know yeah. it's a little bit turned into apple sauce apple and crunch. Yeah, it's okay, it's all good because my husband happens to like really crispy um, apple apple crunch, so that works out well for us all. But um, yeah, so just you have to try to monitor your food and keep an eye right. on uh, everything that you cook. Um, so let's talk about your delivery department for a minute. Okay, so I know that I. You know, being a personal chef and I'm a really, really busy mom and, you know, just, you know, between the radio and, and just cooking for people and cooking, of course, for my foodie family. And I try to get my orders in the night before. Correct. So what, how many, how many orders do you think you fill a week? Do you, do you know that? Uh, I'm gonna I have, I have a pretty good idea, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a few hundred. Right, a, a few hundred a Mul- week. Multiple hundreds. Multiple hundreds orders a week. Correct. Okay, now what's the busiest day? Thursdays. Thursdays. Obviously. So if I want my food delivered to me Thursday morning, I need to send it Wednesday by 6 o'clock? There's no real, there's no, I can't promise you a time, and it, it's very tough. We'd, we'd, we'd try to get it, we, we'd love to get everybody's orders out the door by 12 noon on a Thursday, but it's, uh, it's, I don't like to use the word impossible, but uh, it's it's a lot of orders and it's very hard to get people for one day of work, you know, a week. But we bring in a lot of extra help on Thursdays. Right, I know, I know. But I, I tell a lot of people if you really have to have it Thursday morning, just have it delivered Wednesday afternoon. Right. Send it at any time Wednesday. Tr- we'll deliver it Wednesday afternoon, and you'll have it Thursday morning. And the reason, right, the reason why I'm talking about the delivery department is when I've used other supermarkets. Which I'll remain nameless. I mean, everyone—they're all lovely, and I love—I love everybody. I've, um, but I, I find that I get very good quality. If I say six plum tomatoes firm, I get six plum tomatoes firm. I don't like soggy tomatoes. You know, they—the shoppers know what they're doing. I'll say fourteen ounce can of Hunt's tomato sauce. I will get that. I, you know, and if it's a fifteen if, ounce can, but it's fine. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so they really know their stuff. And, and, and they're very, you know, if you're a bit brand specific also, that also helps, you know. Um, but I find, and if there's ever been a problem, they, they come and I think you guys make that a priority. If you have to do a switch out because one right. of the shoppers did a mistake. It's, we'll just, just email us or give us a call and we'll try to get it as soon as possible. We have a fleet of vans going around. I know. How many vans? Uh, four and we are working on more. It's, it's really amazing. Four, four is not even enough. Baruch Hashem, five towns is massive. A lot of people shopping by us and we're, 
We're going to expand it, God willing. That's great. By Tishrei, we should have a few more vans. And I heard that just yesterday that you're going to be sending up to camp. Yeah, yeah, kid going to camp? Yes, we've been doing this for a few years, uh, sending up boxes every Wednesday, I believe it is, to camp, or you have to have your orders in on Wednesday. And uh, whatever you can stick into a uh, gourmet glot box, which is right. a normal size egg box. Yeah. Uh, there's a flat fee. I'm not sure what it it's is. $20. It's $20. Because uh, I, was, I was discussing with him yesterday, which I think is a great price to right. get something up to your kid. Right. You just come into the store, shop what you want, and throw it in. We don't weigh it. It's not FedEx. We send whatever you can stick in just there. Just don't. No sushi, please. Or stink no. out the van. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can have sushi, but it's going to be two days old when it gets yeah, to him. Yeah, So we don't, dry we don't goods, do... Dry goods. Dry goods. It's dry correct. goods, guys. Candies, no, nash. Don't send your kids uh, deli rolls and... <laughs> Barbecue chickens and stuff. I know people like to send their kids sometimes Shabbos food. But yeah. uh, it's mostly dry items, nosh and candies, which your kids really, really need during the summer. Yeah, it's true because <laughs> I'm sure none of the camps sell any candy. <laughs> Correct. That's Canteen true. managers are not appreciating that. Yeah, that's right. I know, I know. I work in sleepaway camp. I work in Camp Zina. We're going up in a little bit. And uh, I know that there's plenty of nosh available there. But, you know, every week I think there's a delivery box from Gomeglat to uh, Stroudsburg yep. to uh, Camp Zina. And I'm sure off to Dora Golding and all the other camps. We did so, go to about eight camps in the Catskills in Pennsylvania. Awesome. Okay, very nice. Okay, Mendy, thank you so much for coming in. I, you're, you're welcome to stick around. And My pleasure. Uh, hang out with us, and you might enjoy my next guest. Okay. Because um, I've got Mendel Siegel. He actually lives in um, Kansas City, and um, in Kansas, and he um, is going to be running the. I was going to say Long Island Kosher Barbecue Contest because I've been talking about that for the last few months, but he's running the Kansas Kosher Barbecue Contest, and that's going to be at the end of August. And I, I was so fascinated w- when I met them that, that you know I didn't know much about. Um, the Jewish community out there, and I said, you know, once I got talking to him, I said, let's make this about barbecues, and let's make this also about coming out to Kansas, seeing a different part of America. People are always looking for vacations to do with their kids, so I thought we're going to tie all that in together. So welcome, Mendel Siegel. Hi, Naomi. Thank you very much. Good to be okay. on the air. Okay, great. Thank you so much on a Friday morning for taking the time. I know everyone's really busy, so I really appreciate you coming in. Um, My pleasure. To, to talk to us. So, um, so where, where do you live exactly? What's the name of your so, city? Overland. Say it again. Overland Park, Kansas. Overland Park, Kansas. Is that Joseph Siegel? He, he's also from there, right? Joseph Silver, yes. Joseph yes. Siegel. Silver, your Mendel Siegel. He's Joseph Silver. Yes. So he's from yeah, there. Yeah, we, we live a couple of blocks away from each other. Okay, very nice. And how many people live in the community? How big is this community? they say, has about 20,000 Jews. It's a city of two-point-something million. But of of that, there's a nice concentrated area of a couple hundred Jewish families. And and that's very nice. It's kind of like Australia, you know, a nice, you know, where they have a nice, very concentrated area. Um, And and you all live like, is it all, is it a big spread-out community? Can everyone walk from one end to the other? The uh, the From community the where community. the Jews are, the Orthodox. I'm having a really t- hard time hearing you, Mendel. Sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a storm over there in uh, bad weather. It's, it's, it's chopping up our uh, conversation. 
Can you can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you totally fine. Okay, maybe it's me that just can't hear you. Okay, well, well, okay. all right. So let's keep talking. So how many how many um how many shores do you have? Is it like a one shore community? I can't it's, imagine it's a one shore community. Yeah, it's a one Orthodox shore community. There's a couple of Chabad houses. Okay. There's only one Orthodox shore. There's one Orthodox shore and a few Chabad houses. Yep. Okay, that's nice. And is there a community day school? That's exactly what we have. We have one community school. So anyone who wants to have uh, day school education, a Jewish education, they send their kids there. Now, it's not totally Orthodox necessarily, but what's been created a couple of years ago is there's a track within the school geared towards the, for the Orthodox kids. Oh, very and nice. It's so far working very nicely. And as the community grows, which you're hoping it will grow, you know, by, you know, a lot of exposure for people for looking for out-of-town communities, you know. Exactly. That you'll and hopefully they're hoping make... to be able to have a, a standalone Jewish day school, nice Jewish day school one day. Wow, that would be incredible. Okay, so we're looking for a family vacation. It's the end of the summer when this barbecue contest is. My kids will be back from camp. A lot of kids are back from camp. We want to go on a family vacation. We want to go somewhere away from New York, you know, Kansas sounds like a really great destination. You've got, you know, a Jewish community there. It's unusual. It's different. You know, it's not Florida. It's not Chicago. It's a small Jewish community where, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, attractions in the area. Can you t- tell us more about that? Sure. It's actually, it's kind of one of the greatest escapes, especially coming from New York. As I was in New York a couple of weeks ago, I got that little taste. When you come out to Kansas, things are more laid back. Uh, everything is accessible easy to get to, and there are plenty of attractions. I mean, there's really a little bit for everybody. There's some. There's the Nelson Atkin Art Museum, and there's which is a state-of-the-art art museum. There's a modern art museum and a not-too-far-away. If you like sports, uh, the Kauffman Stadium, where the Kansas City Royals play. I'm not going to say how good they are, but um, they, it's a gorgeous, one of the nicest Major League Baseball stadiums. And... In general, and there's kosher food, there's a shul, there's there's water parks, there's an amusement park, worlds of fun. Right. And, and, and there's all sorts of interesting, and it's just easy to get around. It's so laid back. It sounds nice. so lovely. I'm already relaxed thinking about it. And, and, and it, what's the weather like? Is it, like, really hot? Do you have, like, really hot weather, uh, like Florida or it, a wet, humid, like New York? What's your What are your it, summers it's like? It's pretty similar to New York. In the summer, it, it does tend to get a little hotter here. Okay. It's a typical day in the high 90s, hundreds. Mm. So then it's kind of kind of humid, but it fluctuates a little. Okay. So last year we had our first annual, our first barbecue competition, wow. and Hashem was uh, smiling on us because it was a 78-degree day in August. Wow. It was that, gorgeous. It's like a winter day in Australia. So, we're, we're, you know, I put in a request for the same weather this year, but... <laughs> Okay, and um, what, it gets a little it gets a little warm here in the summer, but and does it does it snow there in winter? Am I sounding like a very ignorant? No, not at all. It, it's it's more mild than Chicago, but uh, it definitely there there is snow. There is snow. Okay, so do you have like skiing nearby, or you have to drive two hours for that? Um, there's a, there's like a tiny little hill about an hour. So anyone who wants to actually do any major skiing is going to go to Colorado, which is about a 
10-hour drive to Denver, uh, but a quick, short hop, skip, and a jump on a flight. Oh, okay. It's like us driving up to uh, that Montreal. What do they call it? Exactly. Oh, Mon- Mon- say it. I- you have to talk into the mic, man. Montremblant. That's right. Um, in uh, <laughs> Montreal. Yeah, so it's probably not too – so it's like a 10-hour drive or so. So you've got right. something we, for... We usually fly. My family, we try to get out there every so often, and it's just it's just easier to fly. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be as cheap, but then again, gas is so expensive these days. So what airlines fly? If people want to think about coming to Kansas with the kids for a long weekend, um, they can be part of the barbecue competition, which we'll talk about sure. in a few minutes. Yeah, depending... They can travel and see a part of, you know, the, the country they've never seen. But, like, how do I how do I get to you? How far is it from New York? Let's start off with that. If we were to drive. In, drive in the Honda I, Odyssey. I think it's 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 a, it's a nice trip. At least fourteen hours, 14 probably hours. more. Okay, so that's a really not as long as driving to Florida, but a pretty long trip. Yeah. Okay, so nice now. Hike. Okay, so. Um, but flying Southwest Airlines flies. I don't know. I don't know if they fly out of New York, but they yeah, fly Southwest here. Yeah, Southwest flies out of New York. I think Laguardia. Uh, Delta. Delta has a direct flight. Oh. American, United all have connecting flights. Okay. So people can can start looking into that as well because, you know, I like to talk about, you know, traveling and where you can travel with kids. I've had Donnie Klein in and we've spoken about, you know, where you can travel with kids uh, during the summertime and, and uh, where there's, you know, where it's an easy trip when, when you've got, uh, don't have to worry exactly. about food. And compared to New York hotel prices, yeah, talk to me about that. around here are great. Yeah. So what, do you have any recommendations that is uh, at a hotel near a shul? Um, there's a couple of hotels that are about a mile, a mile and a half from Shul. Okay, that's When a... people come for Shabbos, they tend to a lot of times get personal accommodations. The community, one of the beauties of this community is because it's small, it's close-knit, and everybody really cares about each other, and everybody's very warm. Right. And right. people will bend over backwards to try to accommodate and help somebody out. That's so nice. It's very, it's, it sounds like a really nice, friendly, and warm community. Yeah, we like to think so. And a growing community. So if you're thinking about coming out for Shabbos to check out a nice out-of-town community, you know, uh, yeah. I'm sure you, there's – is there a website that people could find out about the actual community? Uh, the, the local show has, an, has a website with a lot of information, and that's biav.org. Okay. Nay Israel, Avraham, and Valiner. And then our website is more geared towards uh, kashras and food, but it's – BADKC.org, B-A-A-D-K-C.org. And there's a, there's a lot of information. From there, you can pretty much get anywhere. Okay, fantastic. Now, what do you said? You're in the kashras business. What do you do? I, I run the Kansas City Vada Kashras. So we're a local Kansas City-based kosher supervision agency. We do any event, weddings, bar mitzvahs. And we also have a deli and a grocery store that we supervise cafeteria in an old age home and then food service in an old age home and then we do some commercial type accounts whether it's a kind of a dessert called ovatica i don't know if you ever heard of it it's a croatian almost like a babka mendy have you heard of that and mendy from gourmet glad has not heard of it i have not heard of yep. it we got to get it down so to we have new york a large Mendel. company out here that does called strawberry hill ovatica company and they sell all over the country okay it's that was the first time I ever saw it. So, okay. I'll, I'll make sure to mention it to the buyer at Gourmet Glut. Yeah, so we can we can make a connection yeah. between you guys and 
You know, the two guests Absolutely. I have today. They, they Make loaded it, it with cream cheese and stuff, so it's definitely not parv, but it's, it's good. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so now let's move into our, you know, how I how I met you and through Yosef Silva, because you are part of the um, the VAD is supervising. And are you guys running the Kansas City? Yeah. Is it, am I yeah, saying it right, Kansas we're City? We're supervising it, but we're also we're the host. You're the host of the. What are we calling this? The Kansas City Kosher Barbecue Competition. Okay, there you go. We're switching it from the Long Island Kosher Barbecue Competition to the Kansas City, and you're part of the six main. Um, gr- group, the six um, different groups that they have um, kosher barbecues, right? Exactly. These competitions. Yeah, we're probably the newest on the scene. Last year was our first. We did it a little bit after Long Island. Right. Um, but we had a great, great event, and we're hoping for another smashing event this year. Oh, fantastic. Um, how many people did you have last year? We had 15 teams compete, and we had a couple of thousand people go through it. Oh, fantastic! And it's really nice because everybody, probably from your community, who doesn't get to eat, co- you know, who doesn't, they don't have so much kosher food available. Like has a has this big, fantastic event in their own exactly. backyard. I mean, to be it's a luxury to be able to go out and eat, and to be in a town that is is barbecue is its heritage. <laughs> now, it's right? Pretty much an obsession around here. Really? And Everywhere, right? It's it's a it's a barbecue. There's a shop on almost every corner. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to be able to not be able to taste it, and then you, it's, it's nice to have that one day where you can go to a festival gorge, and gorgeous sample thing. food, buy food. Neat, very nice. Thank you. And and just one more question: um, How many? What what are the different categories in the cook-off? Last year we had chicken, brisket, and ribs. And okay. this year we're looking to add a fourth category, but we're not sure if we're going to do beans. We may do another type of meat, like a pulled beef. Mm. Um, nice. I love pulled beef. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Um, you know, uh, we had Mordechai Strick here. He was uh, in the, in, on, over the phone. He was one of the contestants at the Long Island Barbecue Competition, and he made uh, he won in the beans competition. And I never knew that was part of the American pop culture, was beans at a barbecue. And it was outrageous. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. So maybe think beans. Think it was, we were, we're definitely thinking about it. Kansas City is not so into their beans. Oh, yeah, you want to make it part of the culture that you're in. So the problem is the culture we're in wants to do pulled pork. Pulled pork. Okay, uh, so that, pulled... That doesn't work. So <laughs> pulled brisket. Pulled beef. Somebody suggested maybe turkey. Oh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> okay, Mendy, Mendy. We'll see what our sponsors want to do. M- Mendy's got an idea for you. How about just a straight-up barbecue, com- uh, barbecue sauce competition? Like one yeah. of the categories would be an actual sauce. It'd be an actual sauce. Yeah. I like it. Oh, I actually just came Most up with a really good one. Most of the teams actually concoct their original sauces, so. That, that's what I see on the internet. Kansas City, everybody's making their own. Yeah. Okay, Mendy. You can use it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. I appreciate and, and maybe it. Mendy and I and our families, we're going to come and we're going to be one of your judges. <laughs> we love to eat You're, barbecue. You, are, you guys are more than invited. We'd I, love to have you. I know. Yosef, Yosef keeps us asking, you know, saying, you're going to come, you're going to come. So I'm, I'm going to start thinking about uh, after camp, if we can pull that off to try to come to Kansas and uh, be part of the community for Shabbat and and uh, join yeah, you guys at the barbecue. Gonna, and that's going to be a real happening week. There's a lot there. We've got interest from a number of out-of-town teams, so nice. it'll be fun. Yeah, it, it sounds like a great thing. I'm excited already, and it's going to be the swan song of the summer. Um, 
because, um, you know, I think a week and a half later is Rosh Hashanah or something. Right, it's very early, right? Remember, I think we're talking Rosh Hashanah September 3rd or 4th or something, right? It's Memorial, no, I always mix them up, Labor Day, right? Sound like a real right. Aussie here. Labor Day is Monday and Rosh Hashanah is Wednesday night. So, and it's a three-day yontif. So, it's going to be a little, <laughs> so uh, Kansas Kansas uh, weekend will be your swan song for the summer and then you come back and basically school nah. starts. Boom, right into the thick of it. Yeah, so let's try not to think about the end of the summer too much, um, but, but enjoy everything up to uh, and including the weekend uh, out in Kansas with you guys. Thank you so, so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And, uh, my pleasure. And uh, our best to the Silvers. And um, good luck with everything. And we uh, well, should hear good things from the, from the competition. That sounds good. Thank All right, you take much. care. Have a good Shabbos. Right, good Shabbos. Take Bye. Care. Okay, you are listening to Naomi Nachman on Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. My show is sponsored by the Gourmet Glut Emporium of Cedarhurst, a kosher shopping destination experience. Love shopping there. Um, and I'm now going to do a segment called What's for Dinner. Mendy, you're going to join me a little bit. Can, can you, uh, is Mike up? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, great. So, you know, every, uh, as I said before, like my kids always ask me what's for dinner and, you know, it, it's hard to come up for dinner ideas. Right. Well, uh, personally, I try to avoid sauces that I already, I, I become. Really? Because <laughs> my recipe is going to have a nice sauce. I know, but, you know, I, I, somebody told me at work, uh, a guy, a lot of people know John and the produce, one of the managers. Okay, yeah. He told me since he started uh, working at Gourmet Glot, he's become very involved in making his own dressings and marinades. Okay. I, I like to know what goes into my foods. I know barbecue sauce is going into it, but I like to know what's going into that barbecue sauce. Yep, yep. Not to say that I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a health freak or anything. <laughs> uh, most people know me. They can see just the opposite. But I, I do like to know I'm into fresh, pretty much fresh ingredients. And that's my motif right. in life is fresh ingredients and a lot of our listeners know that right so i, I try to make my own marinades like just like i make for the store we try to make you know i try to i try to concoct things or you know just i wing a lot of stuff my wife goes how are you gonna how are you gonna make this i say open up the fridge what do we got <laughs> open up the cabinets a lot of these things are foolproof you know you can't you, it's very hard to mess up a lot of things right you put in base ingredients. Always start with salt and pepper. Of course. Those are the keys. Kosher salt. Don't not buy, not the, the table salt, right? Not table no, salt. No, no Co- table kosher salt. Kosher salt or even sea salt or Himalaya, the pink salt. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. Uh, you know, I tell a lot of customers, you know, they pick up a piece of meat and they go, uh, how do I make this? Or what should I put on it? I, there are aisle ones right there. Should I go get a barbecue sauce? You don't necessarily need a barbecue sauce. Concoct a couple things. If, if you want to use ketchup or even... You know, yeah. start a base sauce. They're very simple. You put in six ingredients, put in a saucepan, mix it for five minutes. And it's as well as you're not putting in sugar because you're controlling the substance. You're not putting in corn syrup because you're controlling it. But just it's a couple ingredients. You buy a couple, you know, a couple bottles and you, that lasts you a couple months. And right. you uh, make your own stuff. I'm, I'm very much into simple, not a lot of things and controlling your base ingredients, not having to just buy stuff off the shelves. So that's what I like to push. I like to push making fresh garlic, fresh, you know, fresh uh, rosemary, fresh thyme. Lots goes of fresh very herbs. G- a lot of fresh herbs goes very nice with chickens and beefs. Right. And uh, one more thing I like to tell people, 
Eat your meat medium rare. Yes, please. Get used to it. Please. I know. I'm with you. Let's, <laughs> Try. Let's preach to the choir. No dried out meats, please. 140, 145 at the most. We do it ours at 135. And I'm talking about the internal cooking temperatures. I have a great recipe on my blog, the AussieGourmet.com. You have to scroll down to find it. But for a really great roast, and Mendy's going to be doing in our show next week, our live supersized table for two show in Gourmet Glad on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're setting up a studio in Gourmet Glad. Very exciting. <laughs> Looking so, forward. It's yeah, exciting. it's going to be very exciting. So Mendy's talking about fresh ingredients. And, you know, I like to make dinners from leftovers, also some fresh leftovers. And, you know, I make chicken soup every couple of weeks. I'm in a big... 16-quart pot and I have tons of chicken left over and I never know what to do with it. And then I make pulled chicken from that. You know, the chicken is nice and soft. I saute an onion. I add in all that shredded cold chicken that I pulled out of the soup once it's cooled. And then I take some barbecue sauce. But I read I read my labels. Right. Like I want to make sure it doesn't have MSG in it. And I don't, There's a lot of stuff I don't want to see in there. Um, but I actually made up a nice barbecue sauce last week, so I'm going to put that on my blog. Um, from scratch? From scratch. I but it, it, it has ketchup in it, and then you turn it into like this really tastes like barbecue sauce. But, you know, one of the one of the main base ingredients is ketchup. Right. But it, it's absolutely fantastic. So. You can always get the corn, uh, the corn syrup-free ketchup. Oh, you okay. You use either sugar, which is, I guess, better – Relative to corn syrup, you're doing better with sugar. Right, right, right. So, uh. Right, sugar is better than corn syrup? Uh, yeah. I think, I'm, I'm not gonna go on a limb here and say straight up yes, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, it's a better item than, uh, corn syrup. I thought it had something to do with how the body digests it or something. Well, that would be a health issue, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, okay. you don't digest it. And we've got agave. agave. Thank you. <laughs> we love agave. Yes, I use honey a lot. Honey? Yeah, I use honey too. I sub honey a lot in a lot of my sauces. Okay. I'll start with, I actually reduce actual tomatoes. I'll chop tomatoes. I don't even use canned tomatoes. I'll chop up beef tomatoes, reduce it. It's a pain for a couple hours. Then you add honey, so you get that ketchupy, that, you know, syrupy, sweet and tanginess. Garlic and salt, and there you have a sauce. Garlic. Just, you had me at garlic, garlic. man. I love, I love, love garlic. Menti, thank you so much for coming Not in today. Not a problem. My I really, pleasure. I really appreciate it. A little bit of food trivia before we hang up and say goodbye, and, and uh, thank you all for coming. Um, food trivia this week was Eat Your Veggie Day. Monday, June 17th was Eat Your Vegetable Day. I thought that was really cool. And July, uh, sorry, June 18th was Sushi Day. Did you know that International Sushi Day? What is that, that? Three years old? Oh, that was. I think that was cool. I found. You know, I found them. I found my information about each of Veggies Day on Wikipedia. <laughs> what a great website! <laughs> and um, Sushi Day was from the website. I always try to get. Uh, cool. Every day of the year, they have a matching uh, food for it. Um, so I got that Sushi Day that was, uh, for June 18th was from the ftdutch.com. Uh, website, yeah. So you know that was I, lo- I love to try to share all that. Interesting factoid. Interesting factoid. So another great factoid we've mentioned before. Supersize show in Gourmet Glut next week for Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I hope that you will come by in person, sit around and watch us do uh, our show there in the store. Mendy and I are going to be doing a cooking demonstration there together. Uh, we're going to show everyone the fabulous store and showcase the store, our show. And I hope you will all try to come in. Um, shoot me an email, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. If you have any questions, you can find me on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, and you can join up my newsletter through my website, theaussiegourmet.com. 
Thank you so, so much for uh, tuning in and hearing us today uh, with our wonderful guest, Mendy from uh, Gome Glatt, and uh, we had Mendel Siegel from Kansas, and our big muzzle top to Daniel Gordon on his huge win last night. So uh, join in, uh, continuing listening to our music on our fantastic um, stream here. We've got uh, music going all the way up to Lichbenching, which is really late tonight. I think this might be the longest Shabbat of the year. So stay listening. Music is sponsored by Kedem. Shabbat Shalom. And I will literally see you all next week in Gomeklat. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>